almost like personal chefs of human consciousness. Into the Gap Unfiltered cooks up the behavioral fiber that facilitates a life of moving forward with velocity. Welcome. So, yeah, this is uh, this is Bob and Mike, and we're going to get into kind of the thinking. Podcast number two. Podcast number two. And we're really going to look at the thinking, the mindset, the context behind what actually sources a radio show. Yeah. And, and us, I would say. Yes. Know, like, you know, our businesses, our, our way we relate to other people and everything. So you're going you're gonna to get to look under the skirt, shall we say. The broader context for operating. Yeah. 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 So that's, you know, kind of the, the why behind all this. Right. You know. Correct. So. Yeah. It's the point where you and I, you know, became ultimately aligned in the work we were doing together and also kind of the, the larger context that was informing the, the thought, the strategies, the ideas, the practices behind it. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. And that context would be this one, uh, as, as you called it originally, mm -hmm. which was the angelic conflict, meaning yeah. the broader context is, is that we are created beings mm -hmm. and as created beings, we're born from some metaphysical platform that in Christianity would say, mm -hmm. you know, uh, God and Satan mm -hmm. and that, and that we are forever pulled Mm -hmm. in those directions every day, yeah. every minute of every day. Now, I want to be responsible because there's going to be a whole group of people out there that don't believe in Satan and don't think that there's good and evil and think, right. and think that this is BS. And and I get it. And they're entitled to their opinion. Mm -hmm. And But if you think about everything in nature, right, There, mm -hmm. there's polarity. Yes. Right? And And that's really what we're talking about. I mean- you and I use the, the term angelic conflict, but what mm -hmm. we're really talking about is intellectual, spiritual, and emotional polarity. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to just take a side note for a second. I was at a function. I, I told you about this. This lady, it, where was it, a, it was at a, uh, like a rotary event. Yeah. And this lady gets up right next to me and she stands up and she said, I'm going to eliminate violence from the face of the earth. Good luck with that. And I, <laughs> like, look at her like, <laughs> okay, would you want to shoot first? You know, and then the next yeah. thing I thought of was, you do realize that we are here resulting from an act of violence of sorts, aren't well, we? Well, <laughs> you, know, you know, pretty much. <laughs> I think the most important thing about that is, you know, you know we, we tend to look at um, that we have to eliminate the polar opposite of ourselves. Right. And yes. It's, it's, and it's, a, it's a, just a fallacy of thinking. Absolutely. You know? Like, you know... Again, you're an architect. I'm an engineer by training, so yeah. you know it, I can't help myself. But right. you know, resistance plays an incredible role in the development of lift, in the development of muscle and strength, in yep. the development of anything. There yeah. has to be resistance for anything to there grow. There has to be a counterforce. There has to be. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just gonna right. You know. Jo so Joseph Campbell and Star Wars and the whole thing would have never been brought to the light. Right. That, so you know. So let's not get so crazy about the other side, right? Agreed. So let's just look at what does that provide for us? And then getting back to what we're committed to, mm -hmm. which is a really personal responsibility inside the context of freedom. Correct. Freedom and liberty. And lifelong learning. And, and resulting from personal responsibility. Yeah. Personal responsibility being at the core. Yeah. Of so, all that. So to 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 do that, mm -hmm. you gotta get that there's something to push against. 
Otherwise, it's just one big acid trip, right? Yeah, so uh, I get it. And, you know, this has been a process for you and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. to get to. And this this second podcast is an opportunity for us to kind of lay the groundwork for future podcasts mm-hmm. in, in terms of having the people that might be listening to us in any way, shape, or form, hopefully on a more often than not basis, Yeah. Uh, that here's the context we're coming from and yeah. we're not going to be, we, we don't want to, div- we don't want to divorce a possible audience, a potential audience right. from listening to us on the one hand. And on the other hand, we have a responsibility to take a stand for what we well, also, yeah. and, and I want, you know, what I really invite in. to anybody who gets triggered or gets freaked out because we use the words angelic conflict or right. Christianity or right. Uh, any of that, God or God yeah. or spiritual stuff. Any, anybody yeah. gets like, I get it, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to honor your freaked outness. Right. Hang in there for a bit. Okay? Right. Cause I, I believe this is a, applicable to everybody. Right. And believe I so. have no judgment about where they're at. And I just request they grant me the same grace. That's all I, you know? Right. And, and what I, where I hope we go with this mm-hmm. is that, we spend less time blaming and pointing to how wrong that other side is Mm -hmm. and more time having that be a source of reflection for the actions and responsibilities we can take. You know, an old saying comes to my mind. I probably don't want to be doing this all the time, but somebody said something like, you know, so we're going to have average, was it uh, average people talk about other Certain people talk about things, mm-hmm. average people talk about other people, and then certain people talk about great ideas. Yeah. Right? And we want to stay within the realm of great ideas. Yeah. In the world of possibility. Right. Well, in, in like the, the world of possibility. Like in the narrative, okay? You and I, uh, we look at our president, and I know from, I can, I'm not going to speak for you, but I grant him a lot of grace. And am, too. for the most part, thankful that right. he's in an office and gets sometimes irritated at some of the practices he employs. You and I had a conversation just outside yeah. the door a few minutes ago. Could yeah. you please create that context as well? Because you said that context. What's that? I, the I context remember. of why you grant him that grace. What did he do that you are granting him that grace? And I believe what I heard you say earlier was... I don't remember, no. Uh, the Declaration of Independence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bill of Rights it's and a, the Constitution. Yeah. I mean, those if are the things... If he can stay inside those yeah. lines... You know, yeah, he tw- may get away with a lot. Tw- I'm going to grant him a lot of grace with his <laughs> tweeting, with his tweeter machine, right? Right, right. And, you know, sometimes he right. does stuff and I just go like, dude, seriously, can you right. just not do that today? Right. You and know? at the same time, we don't want to get hung up. And what I heard you say, I'm going right. to help you finish that, I hope, uh, which is that, you know, you're, you're basically saying that you're talking about the president because it's a case in point of, okay, we could talk about this guy or we could talk about some well, yo-yo politician. The, the, the reason I bring him up is ideas. because- like walking down the street, mm-hmm. I saw about four buttons that said dump Trump. Yeah. Right. And I'm right. like, okay. So, and we're in the, you know, the fashionable North side of Chicago. Yeah. And it's okay. And right. It, so there's this position, but, but the thing I'm very, I'm pointing to mm-hmm. is when you get, when you make it personal. Yeah. When you look at the guy and not the message and not the idea, not the stand. Right. You lose sight of what's available for you. Just yes. like, like you and I, we get. Like, I, again, I'm only going to speak for me. I get a little triggered by Representative Omar and mostly Representative <laughs> Tlaib. Not a big fan over here, right? Right. So I got to really check in mm-hmm. and not take the bait 
of getting upset about who they're being and really start looking at what is their stand, what is their intention, and where are they coming from. Mm-hmm. From there, it it brings things to light to me, right? And this, in ergo, mm-hmm. the critical thinking platform we're hoping to maintain, which right. is rather than focus on the person, right, or rather than focus on the message, what what can we determine might their commitment be? If I exactly. No, that's great. What is the commitment goofy behind? Goofy way to say it, maybe, but. No, what's the commitment that's informing their actions or decisions and their speaking? Exactly. Right? right. What's the mindset? Right. Of the, you know, and, and that's, that's where I'm really curious. And for the life of me with those guys, I've got no freaking clue. And right. all I know, it's not aligned with the way I see things. Right. And, and I, I find a certain amount of concern. Maybe even I, I'm I'm not apt to use the danger word very often, mm-hmm. you know, because I think as a as a nation we're remarkably resilient, and when when you say things are dangerous, then it brings forth some force. And I I, I want to dig deeper before I start identifying as danger. It feels dangerous, right? You do, you're not you're you're what I'm hearing you say, Mike, is that you're not necessarily declaring a crisis. No, but you. But you there's are, a lot of red flags popped up. Right. right? Yeah. A lot of points of, of like right. curiosity. Well, when somebody gets kicked off of Twitter yeah. or somebody gets kicked off of Facebook, yeah. uh, and they can keep like some guy that has a passion for small furry animals on Facebook, but they <laughs> kick off somebody who's got an unpopular political view. Yeah. That's kind of a problem. Like our like our guy from the straight pride parade. Oh, right. The guy right. from the straight, that created the straight pride parade. Yeah, he got kicked off Facebook for get, six weeks. Right. I just heard back from him. He wants to be on the show. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Sure, he wants to be on the show. <laughs> he wants to be on the show now, yeah, because we're his guys, you know? Yeah, but, apparently. But, yeah, he uh, he got thrown off Facebook for six weeks. Right. You know? For the straight pride parade. Right. I, yeah. Fill that one in for me, please. I. Right. That doesn't make any sense. In a perfect world, (laughs) in a perfect world, we look forward to our radio show. Like, for example, somebody that wore a pussy hat at a (laughs) at a a rally Mm -hmm. to actually have a conversation in support of what their position might Mm -hmm. be Mm -hmm. and why they have that position. Mm -hmm. And that we're I mean, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't interested in putting out this whole context that we have, yeah. which is how do we know? In other words, are these, are the people that are engaging in the popular debates of the day mm-hmm. doing so in a way that is conscious of a greater context and not a narrative? In other words, yeah, how do know, we escape the narrative? How do we yeah, get dude, ourselves? Yeah, out? that's a great question. You bring this up, especially the pussy head thing, right? Yeah. So the first Pussy Day, whatever that was called, yeah, the World Women Day or whatever the hell it was, right, right after Trump mm-hmm. got elected, or yeah, you know. right, the um, day, days of Pink Rage or something, yeah, or, something like yeah. that, right? I go downtown Chicago. For, I got a meeting down there, right? Okay. And I have no clue. Oh, you didn't know? What I was had going no on. clue, none, none, zero, right? <laughs> and we, I never talked to you about this. Yeah, this I never, funny. I never shared this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I go down there, and it's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's like. 40 degrees, and this is like early January, mid-January mm-hmm. in Chicago. Right. 40 degrees Saturday in, in January in Chicago. Right. Right home. Chalk that one up, because that doesn't happen much, right? So I'm, I'm I, I don't know, I forgot where I was at, but I'm walking mm-hmm. through Grant Park where mm-hmm. this parade is going on. Right. And 
I had this experience. People either looked at me like hate filled. Right. Or I was a nothing. And I thought it was so weird. And I'm waving and saying hi to people. And I'm just like. And they're looking at you kind of like, like what are you doing here? You know, like um, um, not condescendingly, but like I didn't fit in. One, like, one of these was not like guy? the other. Yeah, is what he was, with us? Is yeah. he against us? You know, and I'm just a guy, you right? Know? Yeah, you're guy. just some knucklehead who had no. I'm clue a knucklehead for Berwin who had no clue what he was doing. He walked into it and like, holy cow! Right. Now I never had the feeling of like being afraid, right? But I had this feeling like, God, I hate to use the word marginalized, but completely dismissed. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And it was weird. It was really weird, right? And and here's the other thing. I'm just you know going to be doing this maybe in the beginning now because sure. I just want to th- keep representing our purpose here, which is that you and I were having these conversations without microphones. Oh yeah, for yeah. quite a few months, yeah. and we suddenly realized, wait a minute, we need to make this publicly available mm-hmm. so yeah. we can engage other people in the conversation. In the in the, with the intention that we can create a platform for understanding mm-hmm. amongst people, yeah. In the same way that maybe used to happen in the ancient world, people would go to the agora, they would go to the, mm-hmm. in the you know to the marketplace, mm-hmm. and that's what they would get civic engagement. Yeah, we don't seem to have civic engagement no. beyond the electronic ooh 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 thing. Well, and again, it gets back to the thing you're talking about. It becomes a set of narratives, and and what. You know, we're really attempting to do here. I don't know if we've gotten there. Is to actually create engagement, right? You know, I think that's one of the one of the cool things about having Trisha on is there was actual engagement. I mean, Trisha is one of the most feminine humans I've ever met, mm-hmm. and she was sharing her perspective and her point of view and yeah. where she came from, and she's right. brilliant and absolutely the best leader I've ever run into. Right. So it can happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the thing I was today, I was reading an, uh, an article on LinkedIn. And it was written by a guy who I consider a really good friend. And this guy does a lot of gender work. Okay. Okay. And he's an older white male guy. Okay. But. Not that that has nothing, anything to do with yeah, it Yeah. It, it was really interesting. What he's talking about is if you interview women in an organization, interview men in an organization, they'll have two different narratives about what's going on. Well, okay. okay. Gee, that's a shocker. I know. And what he was saying how I took it, I got to read it again, was basically the women's narrative was one of oppression. The men's narrative was there's no problem here. Okay. Okay. And so what he's saying is we have to accept the women's narrative, which. Because. They're oppressed. In other words, we accept this narrative because we're giving grace, so to speak, in a way. I'm, I, I'm not sure. I didn't fully able to really pull it out. I got, like I said, I got to read it again. But I'm not it was, saying you shouldn't accept it. That's not what I mean. But he's but, saying well, you should take it as reality. Yeah, more or less. As truth. More or less, yeah. And not a narrative that they have. Or Yeah, exactly. Doing. And so what I'm saying is, again, these two narratives, mm-hmm. dissimilar, Yeah. and there's no engagement in how to bring it together. And all I'm hearing is you got to accept this one or reject this one. And that's not necessarily true. So let me refresh my own memory. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole idea of engagement, and I'm, mm-hmm. this is the level six from what we talked Level five. About. Level that's five. Okay. From, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's all right. Don't, uh, don't let me put words which in your is, mouth. Which is, the, which is a component of engagement is the willingness to look at something from a different point yes. of view. That, that, in other words, that's what 
allows engagement to be present. Mm-hmm. Am I up going yeah. in the right direction? Yeah, it, it, it's to it, it's to let go of your own points of view and your own perspectives, right? Right. And, and then, then we then we then and then we, in innovation, which is the next level, actually comes with let going of one's ego. Got it. Right. Okay. So it's it's a whole process of creating mm-hmm. synergy. Right. Ultimately, what we want, mm-hmm. but. For that to occur, there has to be this catalytic moment mm-hmm. where people actually touch base with each other and actually check in, and there's a give and a take. Okay. And there's an ability for men to learn. Clearly, there's something we need to learn, but mm-hmm. there's also the opportunity for the other side to mm-hmm. give up a position and a victimization that they hold so dear and true. Okay, so relative to this guy you brought up about this LinkedIn article, yeah. is that was that how it landed for no, you? No, no, it was. No. That's the part that was left out. Okay. Right? And that's the part I think that would was really- Was missing for you. From, was missing for me, absolutely. And, and I love this guy. This guy's a pretty accomplished dude. So and you, I know him really, really, really well. So let me play this back now because I want to understand. So mm-hmm. you're basic, you're, you're looking at what this guy's saying and he. it sounds like you're saying that he's, his point is, is that we should, we ought to accept this particular point of view mm-hmm. on it without questioning yeah, it becomes it. Oh, an either or right right and, and right. that's kind of the way everything's going now trump's right. good trump's bad right aoc and those guys are good aoc and those guys are bad right right somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle probably lies a modicum of reality you know right and there's there's something that everybody brings mm-hmm. even if it's even if it's completely whacked think of the most horrible situation you ever got yourself into mm-hmm. if you came out of it you learned something right amen to that right so even even like the worst bosses that anyone ever had there's something to be garnered and learned by them. even the worst teacher you ever had you learn something absolutely you know if you're willing to learn right because it's not about them it's about you right and that's individual responsibility here we go back again to that mm-hmm. so, so anyway This is Bob Ponderelli, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap unfiltered after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. We also have a weekly radio show, which airs every Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock Central on WCGO AM and FM. Highlights of that show are available on our weekly Into the Gap podcast. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The most recent episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch for questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's get back to the show now. So this whole idea of creating a platform of, um, it, it just occurs to me as mm-hmm. wisdom seeking. In other words, yeah. that you're, cool. that engagement is a form of wisdom seeking because you're willing to put aside mm-hmm. your judgments uh like a famous story that Stephen R. Covey tells he's on the train mm-hmm. uh, you may even remember the story he's on the train he's had a long day at work this guy he's watching a guy with two kids on the train and mm-hmm. the kids are wrecking the place and they're 
knocking newspapers out of people's hands, just mm-hmm. acting like complete idiots. And he just is like getting, he's fulminating in his seat mm-hmm. and, you know, wants to go over and tell this guy, would you get a handle on these kids? So he pulls himself together and rather than get angry at the guy, he looks at the guy and he says, you know, I'm just curious. I see your kids are running around quite a bit. He goes, well, he goes, we, we just came back from the hospital. Their mother passed away today. And his point was, we really don't know anything we don't about know anybody where anybody's coming until from. we actually yeah. go up and engage with them and find out. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, so. and, and, and what's great about that story is you can see how the mindset yeah. informs the actions and behaviors. Right? Right. I mean, this guy just lost his life partner. These kids just lost their mom. Right. They have no, there's no playbook on how to run that game. No. You know, uh-uh. so they're working through whatever they're working through. Right. And, you know, and so, right. and, and how often do we engage someone or come across someone and make some judgment without knowing anything about what the hell's going on? You know? So another quick uh, anecdote. So many, many years ago, a guy I was uh, buddies with a lot closer back then than now said, um, he said, uh, yeah, he had just got married mm-hmm. and he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, it goes one thing I'm just putting this together in my mind. And he was like in his early twenties. Mm-hmm. He goes, I realize if we get into an argument, I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Get out of jail free card. Right. <laughs> so this whole idea of commitment, right. Mm-hmm. But also I go back to look, what, what, what's the, what is the written or unwritten or spoken or unspoken commitment that we have mm-hmm that we're living from or that we said we would be living from or that we're supposed to be living from, yeah. right? That is causal yeah. in our engagement. Yeah. Well, that gets into, you know, us really being aware of what's running the show. Well, what's running the show, but I go back to, you know, number one, on the on the one side, you got this angelic conflict. And on the other side, you got, okay, that's, that's the metaphysical part. Mm-hmm. The physical part, the corporeal part is we happen to be born and raised in a pretty nice country Mm -hmm. that has these documents that we are aligned around Mm -hmm. whether we want to or not. Yeah. Like we get pulled over on the way home. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? The constitution is in order for you at that point at some level, at Mm -hmm. least supposedly Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe not all the time. Yeah. So, so getting that as the, as the basis of the whole thing, um, we've been talking about the, you know, like the issues of the day Mm -hmm. and how to get past or pierce, mm-hmm. you know, that narrative that people have, like this guy that you mentioned on LinkedIn, he's got a right, he's got a right wrong going on in either uh-huh. or, right? Uh-huh. And where we're coming from is, well, that's not going to get you so far. Well, yeah, I mean, what it's going to get him, he's gonna, it's going to get him people to hire him that share his perspective. Okay. Okay. Is it going to solve the issue? No. Right. But it's going to get people, it's going to get him on one side of the fence or the other, right? Right. That's what it's going to get him. And it's going to keep his business going. It's going to mm-hmm. keep him comfortable. And that's right. ultimately what this is all about is, you know. But is it forwarding the greater picture, which is your point? I don't think so. Right. Because it's, because either or doesn't forward anything. It keeps right. us stuck. But both and, uh-huh. operating from a both and context, mm-hmm. right, um, is uh, opens a door mm-hmm for movement forward yeah. in spite of our own judgments, opinions, Correct. and evaluations, shall we call them? Well, that, that gets into the awareness when we become aware. Most people aren't aware of their judgments and their opinions and their evaluation. They hold right. that stuff as a truth. They, 
Right. That's right. that's their interpretation of yeah. the occurring world. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got a judgment. Yeah, you know. You, it's the truth. Right. Yeah. You're, you're Greek or you're Italian or you're Irish. Well, the and, thing know. about the Italian is true. <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah, <laughs> it is true. You're grease balls, right? Come on. Come on. What are you doing? So, but yeah, that's what it is. It's It's we create these weird truths. Right. And they're based only on our experience. A sample size of one. Well, well, they actually are. I mean, and by the way, I might add, you know, I was a popular guy in high school. You know, I we 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 made our own two hundred gallons of Italian wine, like mm-hmm. in barrels in the yeah. basement mm-hmm. every year. And so, you know, did I have uh, stereotypical attributes in my past? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and and so, yeah, there. It, you know, not to get hung up on the stereotypes. The point is, well, let me just put this out there. And you and I have discussed this many times, which is worry. We, we, we're even afraid now to talk about the stereotypes that we have. Well, that, yeah. We can't laugh at one another or with no. one another about our backgrounds in many ways. I yeah. mean, you and I, well, can. I do, I do. And you and I, I do. offend everyone, but that's okay. But, and, and Andy's laughing because he knows it's the truth. But, but I mean, you know, I mean, we, we, yeah, where we we've become it looks like we have become in other words how things occur for me and i mm-hmm. think you discuss this and i'm not going to speak for you but i i know a lot of this is true for you which is or whatever how it occurs is that we're kind of in trouble because we we can't laugh at ourselves anymore. well that's the cost of this political correctness right i mean the political correctness is absconded language and so there's all these words we can't say which is a stifling of our freedom of expression if it's right. a stifling of a freedom expression mm-hmm then it's limited how we can communicate and mm-hmm. it creates this background of fear. And when there's a background of fear, there's not a lot of space and a lot of space given to laugh. Well, like for example, um, I have a, my buddy, you know, my good buddy happens to be Jewish and, uh, and there's this thing in, in culture mm-hmm. and not just Jewish culture. I'm talking about any culture, mm-hmm. which is, Oh, it's like this. If I want to say something bad about my sister, I'll say something bad about my sister, mm-hmm. but you, you don't get to say anything bad about my sister. Right. Right. I mean, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we, so now we're walking around with this little package that we don't, can't open that little, we can't open right. that bag. Right. Because, you know, can't open that bag. There's all these know? landmines. Right. You know, and you know, the problem without being able to laugh at anything. Right. Is then what happens is it becomes now it's like every, not only can people not laugh, but everyone gets offended. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm offended. Like, what are you offended about? Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. has said it many times in the last two years. He mm-hmm. doesn't go to colleges anymore to do any shows because he said it's the environment is a mess. He yeah. said, I can't, I can't do my shtick. Yeah. yeah. Because people are too uptight. Yeah. So God, he's, that's a lot different than when I was in college. And his his daughter <laughs> actually mentioned something about it. Like, you know, hey, dad, you know, you got this. And he's looking at her like, oh, my God, my own daughter now. You know, like mm-hmm. she's got the, the virus. You know? <laughs> the virus. Yeah. yeah. You know, the mind virus. Yeah. The mind virus called political correctness. The mind virus called, you know, social justice, whatever. Or, you know. The, yeah, the wokeness. Yeah. The, yeah w- well, you right? know what it is? Yeah. It's, it's people are just paralyzed by fear and have no agency in their own life right and that's that is that's what that's why this show exists is to put the genie back in the freaking bottle right yeah 
to wake up the woke folk. Right. You know, like it's just stupid. Right. You know, this, this whole, it's like, and I'm Bob, your fear specialist, by the way. Yeah, yeah you're right. You are. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, because everybody's my so trajectory the last year with you has been, wow. Yeah. Everybody's wow. just so freaking afraid of everything. I'm completely freaked out. You would think there's a dragons walking down the street. That's what right. it is. Blame Game of Thrones. You know, <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen, you know, when she got pissed off at those dragons, man, just blew everything up. That's what everyone, yeah. it's not real folks. That's a TV show, yeah. right? Those dragons are make-believe. Right. But so, that's what it is. Everyone's afraid. Mm-hmm. That, that that thing on Twitter you showed me where the little girl was really upset about global warming. Like, come on. Sobbing. <laughs> come on. And like really afraid for her future along with, by the way, and you know this too, scores of young women in their 20s saying, oh. I'm now taking this pledge to never have kids because why would I want to bring up oh kid God. children in a world like this? Okay. And, and, you know, all right. I'm not the smartest guy in the room ever, but I know a lot about environmental issues and environmental construction and green construction and stuff like this. Yeah. The world's not ending today, kids. So let's go back for a second because yeah. this this is something that we also want to presence and continually represence, and this is this whole idea of comfort and convenience, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking yeah. about, you know, once you realize the depth to which our daily life is constituted in this construction. In other words, this construct of comfort and convenience. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, you're supposed to work and do these things so that you too one day can be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You should constitute your life so that things well, are I don't convenient even, for you. Well, no, I think everyone is now entitled to be comforted and convenient right now. Right, right, right? W- without working for without it. Without working for anything, right? <laughs> Isn't that the Obama, the whole right. changey pledge from Obama? Right. Like, everyone's right. going to be comfortable and convenient. Right. Right? Correct. Yeah. So Everyone I, got a cell phone? Right. Because we got to have that. Right. So so let's take the climate change thing for mm-hmm. a second. So climate change is bad because we're not supposed to have ups and downs in the climate. We're not supposed to have ups and downs in anything. We're not supposed to have ups and downs in anything. <laughs> so right. That gets into the, oh my God. Yeah, we're not supposed to have super hot days or super cold days. No, no, no. There should always be just the right amount of CO2 in the air. (laughs) Just just, the right amount. This is just people not understanding. Like the three bears. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They want to be comfortable and they don't understand the idea of variability. Like, I mean, it's insane to me. Right. But even juicier is, Mm -hmm. because, you know, like uh, Eckhart Tolle uh, and for better or for worse, some people like him. Some people are fanatics about him. Yeah, he's a little bit like, stare at the flower. I know. <laughs> Look at the beauty. But yeah. so his thing is ultimately you drill down to everything in a human being mm-hmm. and it's the fear of death that drives everything. In other words, at the mm-hmm. sum of all fears is the fear of self-annihilation or the disappearance of self mm-hmm. or for some people... You're not paying attention to me, right. which is a form of death for some right, people. Right. But ultimately, it's death, right? So, so, so in that context, you know, I remember like back when Rush Limbaugh. So I was super liberal at one point, I'm and sorry. I and I was I was 22, and I was I uh, had this job delivering payrolls for automatic data processing. Remember wow. ADP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would and I would deliver payrolls for them. And I started listening to all kinds of radio. And the most of the, I would say ninety percent of the time I listened to NPR. I was a complete NPR nut. Yeah. 
And uh, then I listen to XRT I'm, back. Then. I, well, I was listening to XRT too. Yeah. I, of course, I did. I did that was awesome. definitely do that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then I would listen to occasionally. I would listen to Rush Limbaugh, but I had to turn him off because he would get me totally aggravated because I was a total liberal. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. "This guy's a complete asshole." You know, yeah. like this guy's an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And he did this thing where he played Charlton Heston mm-hmm. talking about how the epochs of the planet, there's been birth and death going on for tens of millions of years. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying, he was making a case for, uh, I got some bad news for everybody. You're going to freaking die. die. You're, You're die. going to die. Yeah. So our, so I'm, I'm just throwing this out on the mm-hmm. table for the conversation, which is that it's this fear of death. Mm-hmm. There's a link I'm thinking. The, between the fear of death and this comforting convenience thing, like mm-hmm. w- if we're comfortable and things are easy, we'll at least we'll defer until that last minute that we're out of here. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. I can't, he, yeah, it's just it, if you actually got present to that one day you're going to die, right? Right. You would. It. it I remember I used to have an incredible fear of death and then I had a series of events and I became really clear that this is going to end one day. And after I got through the initial shock and horror of it all, it became the most emancipating experience I ever had. Yeah. And I actually got clear on uh, who I am yeah. and, and what this thing can be about. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm still working through all of that, right? Because sure. it's a work in process. There's never, you know, no rival for that. No, yeah. no. But I got that my time here is limited, and what I do is I see every day, and I'm really thankful for it. I'm really, really thankful. That's it. And so, do do I want to die? No. Do I know I'm going to die? Yeah. Am right. I willing to, you know, take one in the teeth? Not really. But I don't want to not today. Like for example, after. Uh, 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. 9-11, it was this, this thing like, wow, we are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, something could happen to us and mm-hmm. it could be all over. Mm-hmm. And so this, I think that was the beginning for me mm-hmm. of this, like the, this second wave of fear. Like, yeah. like and you and I talked about this very briefly once or twice, I think about, you know, the whole thing about the Russians, right? When you mm-hmm. were in grammar school, like, mm-hmm. oh, the Russians, Duck and cover. Duck yeah. and cover. Uh, nuclear war could happen any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia wants to But if to you hide under your desk, you'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Henry Kissinger and mutually assured destruction and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had that fear. Then after 9-11, we had, oh, the fear of terrorism, yeah. right? So I guess what I'm saying is, is that to me, there's this fear thing that's behind this comfort and convenience thing. Yeah. And I guess I'm just looking to... Well, it's uh, what it's it tease comf- it out of the, the comfort and somewhere. convenience insulates us from the fear. Okay, it keeps right. us insulated. Yeah, right. So we don't have to deal with it. Right. So we're just comfortable. It's all there's nothing to fear here. Right. Nothing going on here. Right. Right. We're all good. Yeah. You know. Right. And I'll never forget on nine eleven. I, I was freaking out, and I, I called my kid's school. He was in sixth or seventh grade at the time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I check with the school and it's, you can't get into it, right? But, yeah. And they said, oh, everything's good here. We're in Naperville. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Right. Right? Right. And and Naperville is in this incredibly insulated oh, yeah. environment. Yep. And so what went on didn't affect them. Right. And I think that's what it is. If if bad shit's going on over here, we're okay here. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah. And that allows the bad stuff to be okay. Right. As long as we're good here. And I think that's, you know, when we come back to what the show is about, the show is really about an inquiry, really looking at all this stuff. And what's the mentality leading to that? Why, why would someone think that? You know, why would, what's the payoff in that? What's the, you know, why, and what's the cost of it? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the payoff? What's the cost? And what tools can we put into play mm-hmm. on a daily basis mm-hmm. to keep us centered on yeah. what is, what is exigent? Uh, I don't want to use that word necessarily. Throw a fifty dollar word out You're there. Really but good with those big like, words. What's man. what's the important? Yeah. I just want to declare that the important thing is living your purpose because yeah. you really don't have any other choice. But exactly. That. I mean, if you, you know, like ultimately, I mean, you choose your purpose, obviously yourself. Mm-hmm. And I believe that fulfillment of the purpose requires mm-hmm. being in relationship with other humans and that requires engagement. That's ultimately what this whole thing's about. Right. So I think we went a long way around talking about what this show's yeah. about and that's kind of what the show's about. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. the idea behind what it? What informs the show? Yeah. The thinking behind it. Right. So. Yeah. I hope it was exactly. valuable for you and for everybody listening. Always to this. valuable for me. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think these things for me are uh, our offense has become a form of currency. Yeah. Did we talk about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we kind of use it like we one would use money. Right. I'm offended. R- right. Yeah. So now you and, owe me. Well, the, right. It's like a me. In other words, uh, emotional responses are becoming a medium of exchange. There you go. Nice. Emotional responses to things. Yeah. Have become a medium of exchange versus versus a powerful relationship to language, yeah, and how language fully. This is probably redundant. I could be making a complete ass out of myself, but fully informs a powerful relationship to language. Fully informs the conscious exchange of ideas. Yeah, that's really what it's where, about. Where we have an understanding. Hey, I didn't say this. You know, for many years, Cindy and I struggled, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would argue a lot, bicker like crazy. Yeah. And uh, we did the training, you know, the whole yeah. thing. And then we stopped bickering. Yeah. But we were, we we had this pattern of talking about talking about something. Yeah. And I was constantly saying, no, 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 I didn't mean that. Like right. I would say, you know, that bottle is over there. And she would say, well, I didn't put it there. No, no, but I never mentioned that. I just said it was over here. I never said you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then we would go on for like 10 minutes and talk about that. Yeah. And that getting past that was a major benchmark in our marriage well, yeah, because guess. at one point we were like going crazy with this, you know? So, so yeah. So, okay. It's more about being right than being connected. Well, there's these, as again, and we'll go into this as we move forward in the show, pathological, dis, pathological dispositions of the human mind mm-hmm. and how we become subject or slave to those pathological dispositions yeah. Without a knowledge that we have no knowledge of them. Yeah. We're completely blindsided by them. Yeah. You know? Um, and you know, I, I don't want to get into, uh, incriminating other people, but there have been people in my personal, not my immediate, not my family of creation, but you know, dealing with like racism when I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in, in, in amongst all kinds of different people and, you know, just going, wow, you know, like, you know, that person has absolutely no clue that they have this terrible hatred of this particular group and it doesn't have to be blacks or whites either. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. It could be an ethnic group or sure. could be lawyers, could be mm-hmm. educated people, 
Mm-hmm. There's bigotry and 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 prejudice around just about everything and everybody. I, I have a bigotry about Cub fans. <laughs> I do, and I'm in Understood. a dangerous place because we're up on the north side. Oh so uh, yeah, right. Exactly. I may, I, if I get out of here t- today alive, right. it'll be good. You're hoping but you make yeah, it. I'm, yeah, but I don't. I don't wear it on my sleeve, but you know, I don't carry around an elf flag with me or anything. But yeah. Well, so I know we're reaching our uh, clock moment here. So yeah, our clock moment. So yeah. we good. Yeah, All right, it was good. Well, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Into the Gap Unfiltered. We hope to talk to you again soon on our weekly radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. on WCGO AM and FM, and on our two podcasts, which you can find, rate, and subscribe to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes are available on SoundCloud, at Into the Gap Media, and on our website, IntoTheGapMedia.com. For my co-host Mike Sherrick, I'm Bob Hunterelli. <laughs>